My name is Scott Smith, part of the leadership team here at DCC. Thank you so much for listening to a Church in the City podcast, and we hope that you enjoyed this message and that it enriches and encourages you today and that it serves towards fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. This message has been on my heart for (laughs) a while now. Some of it is is because we we're in the midst of a storm right now, to be honest with you. Um, and storms are never fun, you know. It's like, and some storms are are they pass through quickly, you know. They 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 do their thing and they move on, and you know it's over quickly. But then there's some that you got to really walk out, and. Actually, my title was What's Under Here? What do you do when the storms of life come blowing your way? And they made me change it because it was too long, not a good tagline for the YouTube or whatever. And so Caleb suggested surviving the storms. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I was busy. I didn't really have time to like correct it or really look at it. But after I started thinking about it, I'm like, I don't really like that title. (laughs) I don't like the title. I'm like, you know what? I wanted to say we're thriving in the storms. Right? Not just surviving and trying to get by and trying to get through it. We're going to thrive in it. And we're going to allow ourselves to grow, to grow in character, to grow in um, the things that God wants to start showing us. Um, but anyways, I thought it was just very interesting that I was giving this message today because this last week's been kind of tough. I've been hearing a lot of things of, you know, things didn't really go really well this past week with the elections. Didn't go quite the way we wanted it, especially on a certain proposal um, and I think it was very disheartening to people. Um, but I, and I want to say this very carefully, but listen, the government isn't our savior. The government isn't going to save us. God wants the church to rise up and begin to do what it is he's called us to do. We're supposed to be the ones that are supposed to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, sharing our lives, sharing what how good God is. That's what's going to transform this world. When we start seeing and walking, and, and I'm telling you, this is burning in my spirit so strongly. There's so much more God has for us. Right? We go from glory to glory to glory, right? I really believe that we're in a place where we're going to that next wave of glory. God wants us to start seeing ourselves different. You know, Sarah had that word, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like, she set me right up. We're going to start seeing differently. That's my desire. By the time I get done with this message, 
I want, the point is, is I want us to start, I want us to start seeing ourselves differently. I want us to start seeing things differently. I want us to begin to walk and see in the spirit what God is truly doing and stop looking at this, this natural world and what's going on in it. Because you know what? It's passing away. But the things of God, we are not passing away. We get to spend eternity with him. I mean, that's the good news, right? So I, I want to start with, um, I'm just going to read through um, this passage, and then I'm going to kind of go back and kind of tear it down just a little bit and go through it. Um, it's Matthew 14, 22 through 32. Um, and this is, this is right after Jesus feeds the 5,000, okay? Immediately after this, Jesus insisted, insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hill by himself to pray. Night fell while he was, while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came, came towards them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong winds and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why? Why did you doubt me? And then they climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. First of all, Jesus insisted that they go to the other side. You know, a lot of times we... We get a word from God, we, we, we get a vision of what it is that we're supposed to be doing, what it is God's calling us to, whether it's being a, a mother or a father or a husband or a wife or a business owner or a minister or whatever it is, we have to realize if Jesus is saying that this is what it is I'm calling you to, then he's He's equipped us with everything it is that we need to be able to, to get to the other side, right? He knew that they were going to make it. Jesus didn't have a doubt in his mind. He knew exactly what was going to happen. And they did too. They thought, oh yeah, no big deal. We're heading over to the other side. We've done this Hundreds of times we've, you know, I mean, most of the apostles were, they were fishermen. It's what they did. It wasn't any big deal for them. And so here they go. They get in the boat and they begin to do what Jesus tells them to do until all of a sudden, here comes the storm. Here comes the wind. Here comes the waves. 
it's not looking as good as it was before. It's like, wait a minute. Hey, this was supposed to be simple. I was just supposed to get in the boat and go to the other side. What is the deal with this? Like, why is this starting up? How many times do we think that? What's going on? What's happening, Lord? Help. I don't even know what is happening here. Like, sometimes I think we think, you know what? Jesus said that we will have trials and tribulations. They will come. But he has overcome the world. And we have him inside of us. So guess what we are? We're more than conquerors. What are some of the winds and waves that happen in our lives? Is it our finances? Is it our health? Is it a situation with our kids? Is it what the doctor's saying? Or is it just plain bad news that you weren't expecting? Sometimes it's bad thoughts from the enemies, from the enemy that, st- that we start to believe, which we need. Okay, so when these thoughts start coming from the enemy, this is when we need to start taking those things and saying, hey, I don't care what it is that I see. I don't care if the, the winds and the waves look bad. I'm not going to listen to what the enemy says, that I'm not going to make it. I'm not listening. I'm bringing those thoughts into captivity. You know, things like you're trying to walk out your health, and the enemy says, you know what? You're not going to make it. You're not. Sorry. You're, you know, you're going to be on this medicine for the rest of your life, or you're going to be in this situation. You're not going to make it. You got to, we've got to start lifting, being aware when those negative thoughts come, those aren't from God, right? They're not from God. We have to lift those up to him and say, listen, I'm not listening to you enemy anymore. I'm trusting in the, in the Lord and I'm trusting what his word says and what he's told me to do. And life and life more abundantly is ours, right? So anyway, so they see Jesus walking on the water. Now I find this very... Um, mind-blowing, right? Because walking on the water, wow. Think about it. In the natural, that's a total impossibility. It's totally impossible. But you know, this is what I, this is my Lisa theology. I really believe, if you think about it, it says that Jesus sent them on their way and he went and he spent time with his father. And if you think about it, there's a place in here that says that around three o'clock, he comes walking on the water, three o'clock in the morning. So he spent all this time with the father and the father showing him things. You know, Jesus, Jesus says he does what he sees the father do. What he sees the father do? How's that possible? Through his imagination, I, I totally believe it's through his imagination. The father was showing him things, showing him that he was not subject to this natural world. Jesus knew that there was a kingdom, that his kingdom was here. He knew that he didn't have to be subject to the laws of this natural world. But guess what? Neither do we. Come on. Come on. Try it. I want to
want us to start seeing ourselves differently. We are God man and God woman now. We get to walk in everything that Christ walked in. We get to do the impossible. So anyways, Jesus comes walking on the water, you know. Um, and the interesting thing is, is he, there's, a, there's another passage in Mark that says he would have just kept on going had they not said anything. He would have just kept on going, whatever, they're going to make it. He knew they were still going to make it to the other side. He told them to, right? But anyways, so they cry out. They cry out. And Jesus said, I'm here. Don't be afraid. I'm here. How often do we fear in a storm? Or should I say difficulties, things that come up in our lives that we're not expecting? Where we can't really see how we're going to get to the other side. Where is it we're missing it? Where is it when we're in this storm and we're almost panicking? Like, Lord, help me. That's what they did, right? Lord, help. Help. Look at the wind and the waves. I need, I, I need you. And yes, we do. That is what we should be doing. But at the same time, here's where I, here's where I feel like we miss it. John 15, 5 through 11, which I don't think I'm going to read all of it, says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I remain in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. We can do nothing, nothing apart from him. But how often do we do things in our own strength? We do things on our own. We assume, you know, because we are not staying grafted in to him, to the true vine. We're not staying in his word. We're not sitting in his presence. We're not allowing him to let us see what he wants to do. We have to be like Jesus. He spent time with his father. He spent time envisioning and seeing what it is that the father wanted him to do. The father wants us to do so much, so much more than we're experiencing. I'm telling you right now. Church, it's time for us to rise up. We have been lazy and complacent 
And God's saying, no, I have so much more. I want to do miracles through you. I want to heal the sick through you, through us. You know, sometimes, sometimes when we're in these places and, you know, we start to do our own thing, that's kind of like, it's kind of natural. It's, if you know how to do something and you really don't need to ask for help, you're just going to do it, right? I mean, if you think about it, Okay, so the apostles, and a good portion of them were fishermen. They knew how to do the boating. They knew how to cross the lake. It wasn't like something that they needed to ask for help for. They were just, they were doing in the natural what it is that they were supposed to do, right? We do that so often in our own strength. We think we know what the answer is, what the decision is, the direction that we're supposed to go, and we never even We never even ask, wait a minute, Lord, I want to take steps with you. What is it you want me to do? I want to be able to take that first step in you, not in what I can do, not in how I can make it happen. I don't know. I don't know if y'all are getting that, but it's, it's so often. I mean, think about it. Do, are you one of those people that doesn't ask for help very much or very often? You can do it on your own. Don't really need to ask for help. I'm guilty. Totally guilty. But I'm starting to learn that I cannot do it alone. And we can't do it alone. First of all, we need the Father. We need Jesus. But we also need each other. Right? We need to start asking for that help from one another. Let's not go it alone, you know? Let's not do this thing on our own. Let's do it with with each other and with him. Jesus says, we are to remain in him, and his words are supposed to remain in us. That's how we produce much fruit, only in him. We have to see ourselves in him. Are we abiding with him? Are we taking that time and abiding in his presence and abiding with his, with him and, and, and knowing what it is that his word is saying to us? Are we letting it penetrate us deep down? I know I'm not doing it as much as I should be for sure. But I'm, I'm starting to get the idea. I'm starting to realize I can't do it without him. I cannot do it without him. And I don't want you to be able to do it without him. And you know what? Jesus doesn't want you to do it without him. He wants you to depend on him and rely on him and see him as the one we're supposed to emulate. That word abiding means to accept or agree with, to conform to something or someone. When we abide with him, 
we start to become like him. Which is so huge. So huge. Because we're supposed to be transformed. We're supposed to be Jesus. We're supposed to be Christ-like. People are supposed to see Jesus in us. Right? So we have to abide in him. If we're going to be able to do it, we have to abide in him. It's impossible to do it without it. You can try. You're going to spin your wheels. You're going to row, row your boat all over the place, and you're not going to get anywhere. So back to Peter. Peter called to him and said, if it is you, tell me to come walk on the water with you. Which Jesus replied, yes, come. That's Jesus' invitation to us. Yes, come. Come out on the water with me. Walk with me. You can do the impossible because I've called you to do the impossible. So he gets out of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. Peter did what was considered impossible. Think about it. Let's just imagine for a second. Can you imagine walking on water? I mean, really. Your mind has to be pretty renewed to be able to do that in this natural world. But we're not subject to this natural world, just like Jesus wasn't. And I truly believe if a situation ever came up where you had to walk on water, that you could. I don't think we go around testing Jesus and, you know, go walking off, you know, a plank or something and go, I can walk on water. I don't think that's wisdom. But I'm saying if that is something that you ever had to do, I totally believe that you could do it. We look so often with what we can see, hear, touch, taste, smell. We're so conditioned to this world. But we have to realize there is a whole other kingdom that is here. And that's the kingdom we're supposed to be seeing. That's the kingdom we're supposed to be walking in. Let's open our spiritual eyes And let's start seeing what truly is. That's the true reality. So Peter's walking on the water, and as long as he keeps his eyes on Jesus, he's doing the impossible. With God, all things are possible. Amen. That's right. Imagine with me just for a minute. Okay, so Peter gets out on the boat gets on the water. Now, the storm has not stopped. So the wind and the waves are still going on. But he keeps his eyes on Jesus. It's like, it's dark. It's nasty. It's, and okay, so I want to tell a real quick little story. It doesn't exactly have anything to do with this, but it's, it's kind of funny, and it kind of does have something to do with this. Um, Chris and I went to uh, Hawaii for our 15-year anniversary. And we decided that we were going to go out on jet skis and, you know, just go out on the ocean and ride the waves, you know? It was like, and I'm telling you, these waves were crazy. So we 
this is at this is at the time we didn't have a lot of money, so we just did the one jet ski, and we were, you know we were gonna trade off, and I was gonna drive it, and he was gonna drive it. So we start off, he's driving it, and we're you know we're way out. I mean, you can't see land anymore. You know, we're out there, and we're doing we're jumping these giant waves. I mean, killer waves. And all of a sudden, we hit this huge wave, and I go flying off the back. Okay, so I'm like spitting and sp- I come up on the like, you know, like I wasn't expecting to be flopped off into the ocean. And so he's he doesn't even like I don't know if he didn't realize I wasn't there anymore. I mean, I was hanging on to him, but I don't know if he didn't realize I wasn't there anymore. But he's just gone, and I'm like I'm in this. I'm like I'm freaking out, like. Oh my gosh. All I can hear is dun, 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 dun. You know, like, cause I'm, I'm like dark. There's nothing but this dark water and the waves. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't like this. I don't like this. So he comes, finally, he comes over to get me as I'm like freaking out. And he's laughing so hard, you guys, so hard. I mean, like this hysterical laugh. Like I've never even, I don't know if I've ever heard him laugh this way. It was like, (laughs) that's how he's laughing at me. And I'm like, this isn't funny. Get me out of this water and get me out now, you know? And he's just laughing. So he goes to get me. He's laughing so hard that he flops off into the water. We're both now in the water. The jet ski's going away. And I'm like, look what you've done. Like, this is terrible. But anyway. That's just just a funny story to kind of, you know, lighten it up. <laughs> um, Jesus was with me. I'm, we're still here. We lived. No, no sharks got us or any of that kind of stuff. But anyways, as I was, you know, like, kind of like thinking about this, I'm like, Ew, yeah, that's interesting. So that's what Peter was experiencing. And I was like, it wasn't fun. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was not fun. But he kept his eyes on Jesus. And as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, as soon as he takes his eyes off Jesus and begins to look at the wind and waves, or could I say problems, issues, circumstances of life? It says he was terrified. He was in total fear, and he begins to sink. Okay. This storm that we're going through, that we're kind of in the middle of, last week, I was just like, you know what? I am refusing to fear I am just, I'm not doing it anymore. It's like I kept, you know, kept going through this, oh, God's good and now we're going to be okay. And then I'd like sink down and like fear would kind of grip me. And I just was like, no more, no more. I refuse to walk in fear. And we can do that because guess what? God has not given us a spirit of fear. It's a spirit. And it will, if, it, if you allow it, it will come on you, come all over you. And cause you to stop thinking right, to stop believing God, stop seeing what it is that he wants us to see. I just said, that's it. I am done. I am not. I refuse to fear anymore. By the way, I don't know if anybody has heard Kevin's um, song, No Fear Here. 
That pops into my mind so often. Seriously. And I just sing it. It's so good. I guess it's out on YouTube. It's out on Facebook. It's wonderful. It's something that just, it's, it gets in your spirit. And I, I'm literally, I've been singing it probably every day. <laughs> no fear here. No fear here. Fear causes us to believe what we see instead of believing what God says. As soon as Peter took his eyes off Jesus and saw the waves, he got in his own strength and he began to struggle and fight against the waves and handle the situation on his own. By the way, I believe in this story, and this is once again Lisa theology, the waves are the lies of the enemy that try to wash over us and tell us that we can't and tell us that we, we're not going to make it. Don't listen to the enemy. Remember, if it's negative, it is not from God. That's from the enemy. Don't be listening to that garbage. Don't listen to it. But then Peter cries out, save me, Lord. Immediately he reached out and he grabbed him and asked Peter, why did you doubt me? I believe, and this is again Lisa theology, I believe when he grabbed Peter, he didn't just immediately get in the boat. I think he walked around with Peter and said, look, Peter, this is true reality. This is what's really real. What you're seeing, that's in the natural but this is what is real. This is the reality of the kingdom. This is what you can truly have. If you'll just believe me and believe my word and keep your eyes on me, this is what we are called to do. We are called to walk on the water. We're supposed to be water walkers. I think my time is up. Sorry. I don't mean to take too much time, but I just feel like this is so vital. Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That word truth broken down in the Hebrew means reality. So Jesus is actually saying he is the way, the reality, and the life. He's the reality. His kingdom is the reality. Get that vision on the inside of you. What we see, feel, hear, touch, taste, smell. It's this natural world's reality, but this is not our reality. We get to see beyond that. We have a kingdom that we're supposed to be walking in. The band can come up. (laughs) 
You see, Jesus knew that this natural world was not his reality. He knew that the real world was the kingdom of God, God's kingdom, with different laws that supersede this natural world. We have access to that. We have access to that different reality, his kingdom reality. He's so good. Let's keep our eyes on him and his kingdom. And let's do what maybe we couldn't do without him. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Church in the City podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode with a friend as we're fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Thank you again and see you Friday for our new episodes of Deeper with Church in the City podcast.